Karen, I know there's a lot of jobs out there. And when you're applying, sometimes it can lead to a little bit of uh, job application fatigue. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Fatigue? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a little tired right now. <laughs> fatigue is something kind of that five-hour energy and Red Bull and all that stuff is kind of wearing a little thin. Right. But you're talking about looking for a job. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of emotional fatigue, this like strain when you're going through all of the job search and everything. It can even be like a physical fatigue too. It just kind of drains a person. Hmm. Yeah. Well, if you guys are interested in learning how to manage the fatigue of the job search, this show is for you. Welcome to Gov Geeks Assemble. Level up your nine to five on 95. I'm Javier. And I'm Karen. And together we make the Pancakes. Gov Geeks. Pancakes, oh. that is delicious. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take a break and have some waffles I'm right hungry. now and come right back. <laughs> well, we get together every week to talk a little bit about getting in and getting ahead in government. So this week we're talking a little bit about job search fatigue. Yeah, so we talked a bit about it in the in the intro, but uh, can you imagine like there's tons of jobs, there's a lot of anxiety about finding the right position, and then you're looking for all these different positions and you continue to apply and it can be a bit exhausting, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, what, what has your experience been with all of that or at least in speaking with our colleagues and clients about that? I think many times people get worn down by first being overwhelmed especially if you're you don't know what specific area you want to go into and you're just kind of looking and you just see all of these options and so it's just analysis paralysis because you're trying to figure out oh well should i go for this should i go for that and then the um the date closes and you didn't apply to any of them exactly so. And then you can get on top of that, this feeling of like frustration. So much time has passed and you feel frustrated about what's going on in your day-to-day -day life. And then you're like, I want this next job. But if you're not applying for the jobs, it's kind of tough to get, you know, <laughs> recommended for the different positions. Right. Or I, I would like another job, but I don't even have time to apply to another job because of my current job. So there's also that type of fatigue where you just don't have the energy to put into applying yeah well it makes sense because basically applying for a job and going for all of that is like another job that's a part-time mm -hmm. job in and of itself mm -hmm. <laughs> well we have a couple of strategies that we'd like to share with you today that might be of value in your search process um so karen what's the first one focus on what you can control absolutely this is a big one i mean sometimes you can't control whether or not you're going to get referred to the position or if you're going to get called in for the interview or if the organization has funds set aside for that position. I mean, you just can't control any of that stuff. Right. But you can control the content of your resume, yep. the jobs that you target, mm -hmm. um, how you're looking for these jobs, people you can connect with. Exactly. Um, at these organizations. So lots of other stuff you can control. Those are really the, the main things. Yeah, you're controlling all of those sorts of things. And so it's easy to get exhausted if you get frustrated that perhaps you're not getting results that you're looking for, that you're not getting the feedback that you would like. Mm -hmm. You know, tons of interviews, tons of job referrals and everything. Um, those are great, but 
you can't control that. So if you're expecting to see a lot of that and you're not, it can be a bit frustrating. Mm-hmm. So like Karen, I think like what you're saying, you can control like how many jobs that you're applying to, uh, what the feedback is that you're getting and how you're using that in your job search and everything. So uh, a great thing is to focus on how you can control that. I mean, if it's applying for jobs, okay, well, how many jobs can you reasonably apply for every day? I mean, some people are like, that's it. I'm going to take off the day. I'm going to apply to 50 or 100 jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of having that like burst of energy and then not really following up after that. It's kind of, you know, leads to some of the draining. But maybe you can say, well, what can I do in my life to set aside the time to apply for at least one job a day? Right. And you want to make sure you're focusing your energy on that. Because if you try to just throw out a bunch of applications, you know, maybe none of them will stick because you didn't take the time to make sure your resume is tailored, make sure your resume doesn't have grammatical errors, all of that. And you're just kind of throwing, you know, we call it the stormtrooper method where you're just throwing out your application, trying to see if it'll hit and you hit none of the targets. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a, that's a great way of putting it too. Of course, yeah, the stormtrooper method where you're just firing off the rifle, but you're not actually hitting any of the targets. It would be great because you feel better knowing that, ah, you know, I'm doing something, there's activity, but it's not really Mm -hmm. productive activity Mm -hmm. uh, as well. And you spent all that time, that whole day you took off and maybe no callbacks or no interviews or Anything like that. And a lot of these things, you know, they just take time, especially when you're applying for government jobs, even for positions that you end up getting. I mean, gosh, it could take anywhere from like, you know, three months, six months or or longer to Mm -hmm. to get your position, depending if it's like, you know, security clearance reviews and other things that you have to be concerned about as well. Exactly. But you can't control any of that stuff. You can just control what your resume looks like, how Mm -hmm. you're applying, how often you're applying, all of that stuff. So. Yeah, be kind to yourself. Control what you can control, and uh, those things that you can't. Well, you know, we have other strategies here for you. Right? Maybe. Um, what was it in in the? Um, I want to say Wanda. One division. One division. Oh my gosh, I already forgot that. In one division, where she's there, kind of multitasking, and she's making some tea while, you know, her astral projected um, mm-hmm. force is. You know, doing something else, yeah, and reading in the dark hole. <laughs> so it's like if only we could be in two places at once, but we can't. So we got to try to focus until on we it. get powers <laughs> like uh, Wanda. Yeah, Wanda Maximoff. Yeah, right. We'll be okay. <laughs> well, what's the other strategy? So the other strategy is to look for the insights in the feedback. Right. So look at the feedback that you're actually getting and then see what you can find in there that are insights. Uh, One of the great things is if you're getting referred for a lot of different types of positions, well, you can take a step back and think, okay, well, if I'm getting referred for, you know, a senior level, a mid-level, and then like an executive level, and these are different types of jobs, well, which is the one that you actually like and enjoy? And if that means that you're qualified because you've been referred, well, maybe that means that you can focus your uh, your application strategies on that specific one rather than, again, doing the stormtrooper approach and just shooting out as many different things as you possibly can. There's, mm-hmm. there's feedback that you can use. Yeah. Uh, other feedback that you can get is 
uh, whether or not it has been uh, something that has been reviewed, something that's been accepted. Uh, you can use that as a great way to set up sort of indicators. So if you know that LinkedIn, for instance, you apply for positions there and you get some traction, okay, well, maybe that's a good area for you to continue to find other positions in. Um, if you're getting more referrals from like USA Jobs, okay, great. Well, maybe that is good feedback that you can use there as well. So you're looking for patterns too. Absolutely, look for all of the patterns. And it's, it's easy to get like frustrated and exhausted when you don't really recognize what's going on. You're like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What's going on? And it's easy to feel overwhelmed by that. But if you take the opportunity to take some control and find the patterns, like you had mentioned, it's a little easier to figure out, well, well what's the next step then? Mm -hmm. What can you do? Yeah, using that information that you're getting rather than just getting a little bit frustrated at it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's the third one? Find the emotional exhaustion root. Right, so like the root of why you're feeling exhausted uh, for the whole thing, yeah. And again, emotional exhaustion, because you just get frustrated, you get tired, you feel burnt out, and then you're like, uh, I'm just gonna you know, take a break from this. And then that break for the day becomes a week. And then before you know it, you get caught up in everything else. And then something happens back at work again and you get really frustrated and you're like, I need to pick up my, my job search again. Uh, and then you have a burst of energy and then it just kind of fizzles out if you're not able to, to follow through with it. Yeah. So uh, I think the, the root cause for the exhaustion I mean, perhaps it's like, okay, well, I'm feeling exhausted about this job search process because uh, of how I'm feeling in my current job. You know, things are great with the boss and everything's going well. And then all of a sudden something happens and then, ah, that's it. Then you get frustrated and then you go out and apply. That's kind of like the root cause of like the triggering of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know, like, what would you consider a root cause for exhaustion being uh, as, uh, as people are applying for jobs? I think it's again not focusing on one specific thing and you're trying to do too much at once ah yeah so yeah you definitely want to have as much progress as possible but all the steps need to kind of happen like if you're riding the bicycle it, you know there's different mechanics that take place and then from there the bike is able to to move you can't just be flying down the road if you haven't even actually sat down on the seat yet mm -hmm. <laughs> Or if you, you can, that would be interesting to see. Yeah, all right. Uh, so, okay, what's the next strategy? So the final strategy is to zero in on your search, which I think we already talked about, so. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, and get that feedback that allows you to specifically zero in on that one search. So um, if you're looking for a number of different types of positions or a number of different uh, areas, you know, um, it, it might be helpful to feel like productive, like you're applying to all of these places. But if you're not specifically drilling in on, well, what is the characteristic of the job? What are the requirements of that job field? Uh, looking backwards at all of your experiences and trying to apply them to that specific job. Uh, then, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they're looking to hire at least one person for one specific job. <laughs> Sometimes they can hire a group of people, but that's kind of like few and far between. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, because if you have a decent resume that is good enough to get into the final review, but not good enough to get the final selection, 
well, how helpful is it? Because you need the job, you don't need to almost get the job, you need the job, right? So Karen, I mean, when people are zeroing in on you know something that's gonna be beneficial for them, uh, how should they know, like what is the right job for them? Well, they should go to our video where we talk about the Venn diagram to identify where there's a position that they're good at, they can make money doing it, mm -hmm. it fulfills a need um, in the public, a service the public needs. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's something that you're passionate about, so. Exactly, and when you get all of those combined together, then you feel really good at it. Right, which I think that's the first step as far as that's a lot of the, or that's the main mistake, or not mistake, that's a route that people often go that maybe leads them to this frustration and lack of energy in the job search is that they don't think through that first. They just, you know, instead of learning how to swim and figure out the water temperature and what they would need to swim in the water, they just sort of dive in right. just because they're like, I got to get out of here. And so they just kind of go for it instead of thinking through, well, what are they trying to accomplish by getting another position? Right, exactly. Yeah, what is the right position that's good for them? Because, yeah, it might be nice that you get out of that job that you're in right now, but what happens if you end up in a position that's even worse than the one that you left? Mm -hmm. It's possible. It has happened. Right. <laughs> yeah, th these are, are definite challenges that um, that are experienced, and it's easy to feel that type of like frustration as a result of all of that. Right. And but at the same time, if you're in a position that is very toxic and not healthy for you, or you can tell that it's really harming you in a certain way, then, you know, definitely you want to get out of that. But oftentimes, and I think we talked about this a while back in one of our videos, just making sure that you, you, you do, I guess, change careers or change jobs in a way that's, I guess, safe for your well-being, for your financial stability, all of that, because you don't want to just stay in a position for financial reasons when you're miserable. Absolutely. So you, want, you want to set yourself up to be successful even before then. Way before then. Absolutely. Uh, and that's a, that's a really great point, because if you're putting all of your happiness on this idea about leaving the position in order for you to be happy, then of course you're setting yourself up for a lot of frustration. Because if, if in your mind you say, the only way that I can be happy is to leave this environment, then you're placing all of those eggs in that one basket. And it might be a bit of a challenge because it takes some time to get to that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that, the whole thing about finding out the root cause of why you're experiencing some of that frustration or that exhaustion, that emotional exhaustion. Uh, getting the new job certainly could be very helpful in alleviating that stress, You know, getting out of the environment. But maybe there are other strategies that you can employ up until you're able to leave. So uh, if you have vacation time that you can take, all right, you know, put in for the leave, try to spend some time away from the office. That's a great thing. If you can go on details uh, to, again, remove yourself from the environment a little bit more. Uh, if there's other ways that you can look for like a transfer or something else like that. In addition to that, you can also explore, well, managing the root cause of the frustration, the concern that you have in that moment. So you have that goal where you know, okay, in three to six months, you're gonna transition to another job. But perhaps there's other things that you can do to 
make that situation a little bit more livable mm -hmm. in the meantime. You know, how can you manage and how can you cope with everything? Um, perhaps if you need to and you're, you're taking other um, advice of uh, healthcare professionals to manage the stress and the anxiety, uh, that could be certainly another route in addition to your strategy and efforts to actually get out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, another thing as a, as a bonus strategy uh, with all of this stuff in, in mind is to actually create a plan, have a strategy, you know, know what it's going to take. An exit to, strategy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's actually another one of the things that we had in uh, another video. Uh, always have an exit strategy. Um, Karen, you remember that one movie, Ronin, with Robert De Niro? Mm -hmm. Oh, such a good movie. Anyways, he basically said, I never walk into a place that I don't know how to walk out of. Mm -hmm. So what happens if you walk in and you know that the back door that you just came in through is going to be inaccessible? Is there another way to get out? Uh, and really, that should be the same thing with your jobs and your careers. Uh, go in there with the best of intentions, the best of hopes and you know efforts and all of that stuff. Um, but if you know that it isn't going to work out or can't work out, it, it shouldn't be the thing that's the end of the world. Uh, for you. you. You can find other paths to other positions or other opportunities and all of that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just Robert De Niro. He always has such great ideas. <laughs> well, there you go. There's uh, at least five strategies that we've talked a little bit about to help manage the energy drain in the job search and all of that. Uh, so now it's time for the questions from the GovGeeks, from the GovGeekdom. Right. So the first one we have is how do I build resilience? Well, I think this is tied to some of the topics that we've we've gone over. Um, well, I'm curious, like what in your mind is the way to describe resiliency? The way to describe it, so to define it? Oh, and yeah, and however way you Being, like to define I mean, it. We, we talked it, talked it. We talked about it before where it's like that rubber band concept. Yes. Where you're able to kind of stretch but then able to come back into formation. Yeah, stretch and then not snapping. break. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So first off, make sure, yeah, go back and check some of our videos and our uh, information that we have on this subject. But I think one of the key things on that is really to think of a way to allow yourself to absorb whatever the issue is without it being something that would be detrimental. Um, so if you could look at other areas in your life to kind of absorb some of the strain that you're experiencing. For instance, if there's a lot of stress in the workplace, well, perhaps again, there's an outlet to uh, allow yourself to recharge or reconnect with things in family and hobbies, other recreational activities, uh, things like that, that are, that are nice and healthy for you. I know that oftentimes when I come home from work, I tell you, I need some decompression time just to again, decompress from the day and release any stress or anxiety that has accumulated throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all deal with the stresses of the day differently. Uh, I mean, I may like to have a conversation to help talk things through and everything. I know that you like to kind of think things through a little bit more and have some isolation time to really, you know, think about things a bit more or some solitude maybe mm -hmm. is, is the right way to put it. Yeah, like I need my Doctor Strange, um, or I guess more more aptly would be the what Superman's yes. Fortress of Solitude. That's, that's exactly what that, I was that's thinking. what I need. My <laughs> Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> you just fly off to the Fortress of Solitude and relax <laughs> a little bit, kind of like exactly. Yeah. Well, um, I know that th there's this quotation that isolation kills, but um, or solitude, isolation kills, 
but solitude vivifies, uh, giving yourself the chance to recharge in that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so really like what is good for you is, is the bigger question. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do need to have those conversations, well, what sorts of ways can you build resilient frameworks that would allow you to have those conversations with people where you could set some time aside and then just have the conversations to feel better? Or perhaps if you need the solitude, well, what are the uh, the barriers or the boundaries that you can establish with others to kind of say, you know, from this time to this time when I get home, I just, I need these things in order to help myself feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's great because you're, you're respecting how you feel and then you're addressing it. Plus also you're communicating with others in a healthy way to help manage some of that. Right. So you're utilizing, you know, the support of other people, I think is, is key for, for being resilient because you could have those bad days. Um, I think there was, there's a really cool um, quotation I saw in my, my boss's office one time and it was really interesting. And I, you know, had to think about it a little bit and it was um, realize that some days you are the pigeon, but other days you might be the statue. So I thought that was really cool to think about where, yeah, sometimes we're just going along, maybe, you know, putting our stuff on other people without realizing it. But sometimes we're, we're receiving, we're on the receiving end of it. So, and it happens, but. Exactly. I could just picture it, you know, the statue, you're having a great day, just being out, you know, stoic and everything celebrated. And then. Like the, the Captain America statue that we saw. Oh yeah. Such a great statue. That was great. Yeah, but no pigeons on that one because it was inside. Because it was indoors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's taken care of. <laughs> yeah. But I thought, yeah, I, I just think that's resiliency, right? Realizing that some days are going to be, be bad, but how are you going to react to it? Again, understanding things that are out of your control and focusing on what's in your control, which is how you react to things. Right. So yeah. I think that's a huge part of resiliency, but it, it it takes effort. It takes awareness. It takes reflection. Um, it just takes a lot of inward, at least for me, inward work. That's good. I mean, at least you know what it takes for you. That, mm-hmm. That's awesome. And, and that's, I think, really the, the bigger thing, finding out what works for you and what is helpful for you. And that's, it's different for all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but exploring that, I think, is good. Yeah, I think I've had to learn also, um, this is like, me trying to grow some thick skin, right, mm-hmm. is understanding sometimes it's not personal. Um, so what was it, The Godfather? It's not personal, it's business. <laughs> it's not personal, it's so, business. <laughs> so yeah, just it's not personal. So sometimes don't take things so um, personally. Uh, and one last thing that I'd add on to that is just really asking yourself, well, what is it about what you would experience that is causing some of the frustration? Uh, perhaps it's something that you have control over and don't realize it, or maybe it's something that is just an indicator of something larger. So when you explore those topics a bit more, either in having conversations with others or in your own reflections and journal writing or however you like to manage all of that, explore that that topic and that, that subject a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because we continue to get a, a lot of great questions on the topic of resiliency, uh, and hopefully we can have some better conversations with you all as well to provide some more strategies to help you manage all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the first question. 
Um, what's the, the second question? So the second one is kind of on the same wavelength here. Any tips to manage work stress? <laughs> yeah, we're getting lots of great stress questions on all of this. I have a feeling many people are stressed out right now. Well, you know, honestly, it's just fine for us to at least put a label uh, on that because we certainly are feeling it. And it's not like it's something where you can't um, just avoid it or wish it away or just kind of explain it away. It's something that we, we feel and we experience. Uh, and right now, it's kind of a challenging time in the work environment where we're thinking about, well, what does it look like to actually have work these days? remote work, uh, in-office work. We're worried about uh, the challenges and the frustrations with the pandemic and COVID-19 and how we're addressing all of that. So, well, why wouldn't we experience stress like this? Mm -hmm. This is something that many generations haven't had the chance to experience before. And now all of a sudden we you could think we could just handle all of it like, it, like it's nothing. Of course, mm -hmm. there's going to be any stress. Impact. It's all being a supervisor, being in the work um, arena or the career uh, in your careers, it's stressful enough as it is. So you throw on all this other <laughs> crazy stuff that we're dealing with um, nowadays and it's just, it's stressful. So definitely want to manage that because you don't want it to impact your interactions with those in the workplace. Exactly. So I, I think a lot of the strategies that we talked about with building resiliency is a good indicator of how to manage uh, the work stress there. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I, I'd like to just throw into it is, well, recognizing how you're feeling about it. And if you know the stress, that is something that is the symptom and you're managing the symptoms. Okay. But in order to get to a cure, you have to think, well, what is the root cause of that stress? And it might be frustrations about either like where you are in your career, what you're doing. Uh, perhaps it's things that you can't control. And there's different ways to kind of manage the stress before it manifests to be something that is more harmful. Because, um, yeah, I mean, the impacts of stress, there's everything from your blood pressure, your overall health and well-being and everything. Stress can be very detrimental to the body. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. Any other thoughts on stress management? First, you got to notice that you are stressed. So there's the first part there. So you, you're noticing you're stressed. So now that now it's time to to work through it. Um, and I think we've said it many times, and I will continue to repeat it. It's okay to not be okay. It's a matter of you want to make sure that you are using the resources to better yourself, whether that's mentally, physically, um, whatever stressors are impacting you mm -hmm. um, negatively. But sometimes stressors or stress can also be kind of like a good thing in a sense, because stress can motivate you, um, you know, especially in a high paced environment, it could be stressful, but some people enjoy that. So I think there is some positives to stress, especially when we learn how to manage it. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think both, I know, I know I am, I'm still working through how to manage work stress, you know, work-life balance and all of that. So it's, it's constant. So I think that's part of it is tips on managing work stress is realize work stress will always be there and you have to learn how to manage it. Of course. And just like you said, I mean, it's okay not to be okay. Uh, allow yourself to experience that. And if you're feeling stressed, and then you get upset with yourself for being stressed on top of you already feeling stressed, 
well, that just adds to it. So there's no reason to pile on. Just allow yourself to experience it and give yourself the time and the patience to be able to work through it. Right. Uh, and communicate that, right? right. To, to somebody, right? Whether it's your supervisor, a colleague, you know, just say, you know, something's not right. I, I'm overwhelmed. And that's definitely okay to admit so that people are there to help you. Well, if you have additional questions, please feel free to come out to thegovgeeks.com. You can go to the contact us page and submit your question there. Also, feel free to reach us on any of our areas in social media. We're on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram, you know, all the good ones, mm -hmm. <laughs> places that we enjoy being. Um, but yes, thank you so much for uh, attending uh, our conversation this week. This has been fantastic. Um, so the topic overall has been just on how we could allow ourselves to not be so drained in the job search and all of that. Uh, Karen, what is your overall thought that you would like to leave folks with on that subject? Stay on target. <laughs> yes, Star Wars. I love it. Stay on target. Thank you all for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for your service. Thank you.